Hello, my name is David Riley, webmaster and creator of fanservice.org. With me today is my co-host, Joel White, who is undeniably envious of Dan the Automator Nakamura's mustache. It is so sweet. Today is our podcast for December 3rd, 2005. Uh, and that's a really long break that I'm going to have to edit out later. So, Joel, how was your week? You know, it was all right. Just kind of hanging out. Really? So, what? You do anything fun or like, you know? Not really. I mean, it was kind of like Joel. Joel, you think I could talk about something for a minute? I guess. Yeah, it, it'll just take a minute. We'll get back. To it. It's cool. Um, as you might know, I, I think you're a man who is aware of the news right now. Um, you listen to Are you talking WMPR. about base transplants in France? No. M- maybe next week. Well, <laughs> okay. do you think I? You think I should get a face plant, transplant face on my face? I don't know. So what? You don't, you don't think I'm attractive? I've got to go. <laughs> anyway, uh, you listen to NPR. You read CNN. I read you, CNN. <laughs> you're a CNN.com. You're a worldly CNN.com. man. Yeah, you do. All right. Uh, you might In the past month, uh, Pennsylvania has been hit by the creationism buzz. Yeah. Which they're, uh, I guess, are now calling intelligent design. Um, no big surprise, considering the whole state is basically Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and Kentucky in between. And uh, but the funny thing is, it's I not think, happening in Kentucky. I think it's hard to even say that Pittsburgh counts. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much just Philadelphia. <laughs> Burnt out industrial wasteland. That's how I describe it. So these people want you to think that however much evidence of evolution is wrong because they feel like it and something that's probably meant as an interpretive text is to be regarded literally. Uh, So fun things like say how God planted the dinosaur fossils to throw us off guard. Well, personally, Joe, I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't see why God would plant dinosaur fossils. Yeah, me neither. When it's obvious that Dinosaurs planted the dinosaur fossils to throw us off track. The dinosaurs planted them. Yeah, the dinosaurs. It's a little-known fact that dinosaurs are still alive to this day and have been harboring over 60 million years of <laughs> hatred towards their primate <laughs> enemies. They haven't even existed for 60 million years. But monkeys have. Maybe. <laughs> they don't even know that much. Well, I'm going to have to assume it did because... How else would they hate us so much if there wasn't 65 million years of this stuff going around? So dinosaurs planted these fossils. Why? Because they want us to think they're dead. They want us to become complacent. For 60 million years. 60 million years is a while. Especially since everyone already thinks they're dead. It's a plan that takes a lot of startup time. And obviously everyone doesn't think they're dead. Little known fact, there's a small anti-dynistic movement <laughs> in the United States of all places that is looking to stop this menace from resurging from their secret dino bases at the center of the earth and staging a full-scale dino invasion. A dino invasion? Called... Yes, Joel, a dino invasion. <laughs> the history between dinosaurs and people is a storied one, going long before the era of groundbreaking television shows as such as Land of the Lost you and think the Flint Land Star- of the Lost is groundbreaking? You know, Marshall, Will, and Holly are on a routine a... expedition. <laughs> How do you know the theme song, The Land of the Lost? And if I, I could also film a show in front of a big-ass tin can if I felt like 
Listen, Making people seem really small. Obviously, I understand that it's not the greatest show in the world, but there's a reason for that. Because it was produced by the Dino Menace. It was. The Land of the Lost was a simple yellow journalism propaganda ploy to make people think that a small, poorly equipped cadre of humans could survive in a vast wilderness populated not only by giant dinosaurs, but also smaller, anthropomorphic-type dinosaur people who have both the abilities of the giant brothers and their primate enemies. All our strengths and none of our weaknesses. Opposable thumbs, Joe. <laughs> or in their case, opposable claws. That's the problem, Joe. And that's is where all the animosity stems from. Dinosaurs are jealous of our human abilities, our warm bodies, and exposed sexual organs. <laughs> you know, dogs don't really have exposed sexual organs, too. Should I be watching out for them? No, Joe. Because there's no 40-foot-tall dogs. Clifford. Clifford is dead, Joe. <laughs> And he's being held in a secret research facility in Arizona, populated by dino sympathizers who are working around the clock to try and figure out how a mammal could possibly grow to that size after leaving the sea. What? The whale, Joel. <laughs> the blue whale is the largest mammal known to man simply because the buoyant structure of water allows it to maintain a mass much greater than any mammal could on land. I'm glad you had that last part. I don't think water technically has a buoyant structure. Isn't something, something to be buoyant, it has to float. Water doesn't float. Whales float <laughs> in water. Diabolical. Yes, Joel. Advantages. Advantages like their giant size and razor-sharp teeth, <laughs> which are equally as large as their size would suggest. But what about dinosaurs that only ate plants? Those dinosaurs have teeth similarly large to their bodies. And I don't think you want to be chased down by a freaky brontosaurus stopping over cars and streetlights and whatever else might get in its way of you, its tasty meal, because they just want you to think that they can't eat people. <laughs> Joel, do you think their flat teeth are going to stop them? I don't think you want to be on the receiving end of a Tyrannosaurus Rex many meters tall charging at you down the street with teeth larger than your entire body combined, moving at speeds up to and including 35 to 40 miles an hour, which frankly I think is a bit of a hoax propagated by dino-sympathizing scientists who only want to advance the cause of their reptilian brethren. I mean seriously, if you were that big, would you settle with 35 miles an hour? We can do that now, in a car. <laughs> oh, so this is more of the uh, complacency thing? So 35 miles an hour isn't supposed to seem fast? Joel, these mutant reptilian monstrosities can travel over 90 miles an hour without even breaking a sweat because they can't. It's one of their many strengths, so much greater than our feeble human powers of reasoning and intellect, which, by the way, they have developed in their over 65 million years of existence. Is it really been 65 million years? It's well over 65 million years, Joel. Millions upon millions of years. Hardly comparable to humankind's embarrassing three or four hundred thousand spent on this plane. Dinosaurs, smart enough to fool you that meteors destroyed them? I think not. The chances of meteors hitting the Earth is astronomical, and even in the span of six billion years, the likelihood of even more than one of a significant size hitting the Earth 
though propagated in the movies such as Armageddon and that other one with Morgan Freeman where he was the president. Deep Impact? Yes. A meteor like the size of Texas. A porn title. <laughs> well, I don't know anything about that, and neither would the dinosaurs, because they don't have sex in any way that us humankind would understand. The laying of eggs is their sole detriment. We do understand that. We don't understand the full depth and perversity of the action. Okay. We, <laughs> we can mimic such things with our modern-day fish. Coelacanths, captured off the coast of Nova Scotia, have survived for millions upon millions of years, giving us a broad idea of what dinosaur life may have been like if the dinosaurs were fish and lived underwater, which some did, but only for brief periods of time, again showing their superiority among us dull. They can live underwater, which is something that humankind has not been able to master without outside tools. Dinosaurs can't live underwater. But they can and have. <laughs> so have people. But only with the use of such advanced apparatus as scuba gear and submarines, <laughs> which, as we all know, are prone to failure when a giant brontosaurus is slamming <laughs> into the side of it and bursting your hole and spilling water everywhere. I don't think they've ever run that test. Because the government doesn't want you to run it. So basically humanity is screwed then. Well, even as we speak, Dino Kind is marshalling their forces at the center of the earth, producing inventions at a rate we have never seen. They had a slow startup, but after 65 million years of innovation, they've more than surpassed our puny technology. Their army of dino tanks and dino helicopters forged with the great resources available to them at the center of the earth. <laughs> are ready to storm upon our major cities at any moment, drilling up into our undefended sewers, and from then they'll take the streets. In a matter of hours, humankind could be wiped off the face as we know it, or enslaved, put in chains, and forced to propagate some sort of disgusting hybrid race, as was prophesied by the land of the lost. <laughs> now the land of the lost is prophecy? Joel ambidextrous bipedal dinosaurs <laughs> Were they, did they ever really mention their ambidexterity Joel I'd expect nothing less from a dirty stinking reptile than the desire to be able to use both hands with equal proficiency <laughs> but there is one hope though it may be small small cadres of dino revolutionaries anti-dino revolutionaries Joel oh Yes, I preempted you before you even thought to get the words out. They're gathering in many places around the world, concentrated even in Japan, producing video games to protect us, to train us, to show us that a small group of humans, if properly equipped with the right weaponry, such as featured in the superlative game Dino Crisis 2, they could and have to put up a stand because that is our only salvation. But Dino Crisis 1 and 3 sucked. Yes, Joel. That was all part of the plan. I'm sure you understand and familiar with revolutionary tactics. Guerrilla warfare, if I will. Dino Crisis 2 <laughs> was <laughs> slipped under the censors. Made to be another subversive game, it gave the player a sense of hope that the dinosaurs were defeatable and were not just crappy, giant, blocky polygons that sucked and made you use all your health capsules. And when you shot them with a poison dart, they just got back up five minutes later, which is what a dinosaur would do, because there's no known poison that works on a dinosaur. 
The only evidence we have is bones, and you can't poison them. You can poison lizards. But they're not dinosaurs. I think they're pretty close. I don't know any 40-foot-tall lizards. And I'll tell you what, I ain't afraid of a Komodo dragon. I could probably take him in a fight. I will run him over with my car, and then I will punch him in the mouth. <laughs> you don't want to punch a Komodo dragon in the mouth. That's where they store all their poisonous bacteria. That's why I'm going to punch him directly in the poisonous bacteria glands, forcing the poison down his throat and causing him to suffocate, ironically, on his own damaging fluids. You realize he would be immune to them because they're in his mouth and he can't avoid That's just what the them. dinosaurs want you to think. Didn't you ever see the hobbit when they shot the dragon in the stomach and the flame killed him? No, the arrow killed him. The arrow let loose the flames. Did you actually read the Hobbit the where he's talking about the movie? That cartoon was awesome. <laughs> Joel, what you don't understand is that these things are meant to give us hope. Hope for a better tomorrow. Hope for the dinosaur menace will not attack us and destroy us. Creationism? I think not. Dinosaurs are massing in their secret, indefatigable locations at the center of the earth where the molten steel and iron acts as a shield by which no human man can penetrate, but they, because of their cold blood, can survive temperatures we could not even imagine. I think that's how it works. I think it is, <laughs> and I think the science books have been lying to you, Joel, and I'm sorry you're so misguided, but I had to wake you up sometime. Welcome to the real world. Welcome to the light. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. I feel so much better. Listen to me out there, all you podcast people. This is not a joke. Dinosaurs are very real, and we have the evidence to prove them. Movies like Jurassic Park are made to undermine our confidence and destroy our belief that dinosaurs are alive. Come on, recombinant DNA? I don't believe it. When was that movie made? 1993? You really think computer graphics were so good? Those were real dinosaurs. <laughs> buried out from the center of the earth by human dinosaur synthesizers who will believe that they will be given a code of great power in the new dino regime. What they do not understand is that dinosaurs have no place for non-dinosaur genetic material except if it is in the creation of their evil dinosaur hybrids, QV, Land of the Lost. <laughs> Whatever, Joe. I guess if you can't understand, you're just going to have to wake up one day with an allosaurus peeking through your window and it's steam messing it all up just like that Tyrannosaurus did in Jurassic Park but you won't be able to drive away in the little jeep with Jeff Goldblum so stick your head in the sand if you will but you'll be sorry when did the Allosaurus turn into a T-Rex? whatever <laughs> anyway back to the subject of Capcom they, uh, they actually gained a pretty distinguished title I guess you might say because the uh, I don't know what's the name of this company that does this the family, the family media guide released its uh, list of the top ten most violent games. I guess in a sort of reaction to the holidays, because people are going to be buying a lot of video games. Joe, you'll please note that there are no dinosaurs frequented in any of these video games, except possibly for God of War, which contains a Hydra, which was a creature of myth and no, nothing to worry about. Oh, unless okay. I'll save that for a later day. <laughs> no need to blow their minds too much at once. Let's talk about Resident Evil. But yeah, <clears throat> Resident Evil 4 is at the very top of this list. I don't think the list is in any particular order. No, I think it's number one. Uh, do you see a number one next to it? I don't know. I feel like it's the it's the most violent games. Uh, 
released the list of titles on. Oh wait, wait, wait. Here we go. Oh, it might read a list of games that you're finally but it's actually sampling the games from media guys recently released. Top ten most violent video games. Yeah. So the, yeah, this these are the top ten. It just doesn't. It lists them in order, just without numbers. So you're gonna have to count on your own, like a big boy. <laughs> I don't have time for counting. Not when the Dino Menace is breathing down our neck. Let it go. Yeah, so Resident Evil 4 is at the very top of this list. Any thoughts? That game was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good <laughs> game too. But, I'm not going to argue that it wasn't incredibly violent. Well, you know, when you kick a guy in the head and a giant insect pops out and then bites your head off. Well, say even before that, you still, when you, like, kicking people in the head and their head exploding. Well, that's just Heads awesome. Heads exploding all over the place, actually. Like, not even just from They should have renamed that Resident Evil Heads Blow Off. <laughs> yeah, someone drinks a glass of water, their head pops off. What about the next one, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas? I think this one just got included because it sucks. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess there's a fine line between the enjoyance, enjoyable violence of Resident Evil 4 and the retarded have sex with a hooker and then kill her to get your money back of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Really, any of them. They all suck. Uh, not even entirely just because of their out-there subject matter, which is retarded and crappy and totally sensationalized, but the gameplay also sucks. Yeah. And I will never like those sandbox games because as much as uh, lack of dependence on linearity is a good thing, uh, no linearness at all is crap. And yeah. All life moves, like... I just feel like it's a it's a recipe to waste time. Like it's all yeah. the same way with Morrowind. Like, I don't understand the attraction of running around for three hours like shooting Rastafarians. <laughs> Maybe if someone was paying you to do it, but even then, <laughs> I just don't know. I, want, I have serious questions. I want to be semi focused. Unlike our erstwhile roommate Jonathan Scavla, who can spend hours and hours doing the most mundane tasks, and did with over three hundred hours clocked in the third Grand Theft Auto. Are you serious? Probably a similar amount with the fourth one. That's ridiculous. How can you play those games for that long? How can you indeed? I can play That's a question to long. ask the 13-year-olds of our generation. Well, anyway, he also spent a lot of time playing the third game on the list, which is God of War. Which was crap. Yeah, they, everyone really liked that game, but I watched Skaz play it for like an hour, and it was boring as all get out. Don't get me wrong. The first 30 minutes are pretty fun. Like... Up until you fight the Hydra on that boat, good game. Once you beat the Hydra, the rest is crap. Because well, it's the just, same game yeah, over and over again. Yeah, it just stops developing. Yeah. There's like five monsters in the entire game. And then they do pallet swaps. Pretty cool. Yeah, that seems pretty awful. What about Narc? This game was so unpopular, I have no idea how it's even on this list. Well, unless they're talking about the Nintendo slash arcade one from the '80s, which was awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, Narg was terrible. It's it was I didn't even play it. I'm probably never gonna. Somebody wrote a comment for it because like right now we're looking at the Gamespot um, posting of the list, and uh, someone wrote a comment for it. It's not here now, but it basically was I don't know why Narg's on this list. It was mostly just a lot of drug use, which I guess is violence of a that's different better. sort. <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, I guess I could take his point because it wasn't violent, but it's still something you don't want your kids to buy. Next up, Killer7. Pretty good game. Yeah, I don't really know why this one's on there. I think it was more for violent subject matter than actual violence because yeah. 
shooting purple mutants and then them exploding into a cloud of red and orange dots doesn't exactly strike me as quite as violent as bashing in a hooker's head with a baseball bat. Yeah, I think the difference with Killer 7 Bombs is that it's not representative. It's abstract. Which is probably, like... I but, mean, you could say that we're, like, splitting hairs, but I think it makes a pretty big difference. Well, you let your kids watch G.I. Joe, but you don't let them watch, I don't know, Cops. Yeah. But, yeah. And, I, yeah. In Killer 7, I mean, because, like, they say, like, you absorb the blood of the dead people and things, but... They really just call it that. When it's happening, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. They could just call it energy, and it yeah. would be the exact same If they thing. didn't name it, you'd have no freaking clue what it was. Yeah. I didn't know what it was until the second level. I didn't even, like, even when I was in the blood room upgrading, I had no idea where it came from. I thought that, like, killing people, like, got my juices flowing, and it was, like, an adrenaline thing, or there was some pump attached to my back, and this guy was, like, hooked up with a thing that, like, produced more blood and killed, like, but, but Joel, terrorists. what about the Warriors? Now, for those who don't know, the Warriors, a new beat 'em up from Rockstar, producers of the super great Grand Theft Auto, uh, <laughs> have decided to make a video game out of an incredibly awful '70s cult flick. Yeah, that movie was so bad. My especially favorite part of the movie, which the basic plot is, there's all these gangs in New York, and the one gang leader wants them to rise up against the cops and to overtake the city. But then this guy shoots him, and he blames it on the Warriors, who are one of the gangs, and then they have to get home or something, because as soon as they get to Coney Island, like, the gangs don't care that they killed their leader anymore. But the best part of the movie is when the guy who shot the gang leader tells him he did it just because he felt like it. Yeah. So, way to go. That's, that's plot depth. So I can't imagine the game is any good. Not like I liked anything that Rockstar has put out. Besides yeah, I think their... I'm just going to give this one a thumbs down on principle. I there haven't been any really good beat 'em ups for new consoles anyway. Like, where's the next Final Fight? They're actually coming out with one. Yeah, it looks like crap. Yeah, it does look like crap. They put out River City Ransom for like, the Game Boy Advance. No co-op. We saw. Yeah, what's the, what's even the point? Well, the worst thing about the um the new uh, Final Fight is that you're a criminal in it. What? Yeah. The whole point was to take down the criminals. We need to go back to that heady period in the early '90s. Where there was no ambiguous morality. Like, none of this Metal Gear Solid crap about, like, can love bloom on the battlefield? And are they really all that bad, even though they're planting all these bombs and want to blow up the water purification plant or whatever? No. The bad guys kidnapped your girlfriend, and you have to get them back. And when you beat them, the gang students all reform and become honor students. Your girlfriend was a dude? Wait, what? <laughs> you said the, guy, the bad guy kidnapped your girlfriend, and you have to get him back. I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> but I really hope... Moving on! 50 Cent Bulletproof. Good <laughs> God, this game is getting trashed. Because it's crap. Wow, I can't imagine. Yeah, I, I can't, like, you know... Like, Even 13-year-olds don't like this game. If you can't make a good game based on, like, licensed media material, how are you going to make it out of a media figure? Like, it seems like you're just that much more removed. Especially one as bombastic sense. as 50 Cent. Yeah, it was just retarded. The game sucks, and it's on the top ten most violent. Probably because, I don't know. Because it it's retarded. Joel, it causes people to violently throw up. Did you read the forum post that uh, Thalassian made that linked to the 50 Cent's making his own line of uh, condoms and yeah. sex toys? I wonder if they're going to be bulletproof, too. Man, man. <laughs> Nah. God, I hope so. I've been having some problems with that recently. 
Ah. <laughs> Awkwards. Crime Life Gang Wars. Never even heard yeah, of it. Never heard of this game. <laughs> so we'll just read you the quote. Flair is the leader of a ruthless street gang, spending time fighting, recruiting new gangsters, looting, and of course, more fighting. Player can roam the streets and fight or kill anyone in sight for no apparent reason. You know, it doesn't give a time frame on this game, so maybe it's like based in the 1950s, which would be awesome because you can drive in those low tech cars and doing like drive bys with Tommy guns. That would be amazing. What? How would that be better than doing it in like a Grand Theft Auto? Because game? all the scripted dialogue would be like, yeah, yeah, you ain't gonna get me, Kappa. And I'm then sure. you'd have to shoot Elliot Ness and create a time paradox. <laughs> Not so untouchable now. <laughs> the next one is a Xbox 360 release, so obviously we haven't played that because neither one of us has an Xbox 360. But uh, yeah, they, the comment for this one is, players an FBI serial killer hunter in one of the first titles for the Xbox 360. Game emphasizes the use of melee weapons over firearms, allowing players to use virtually any part of the environment as a weapon. The next generation graphics provide a new level of detail to various injuries, especially finishing moves. Finishing moves in games suck. Like, yeah. that was my problem with God of War. Like, you could do these, like, wacky, crazy finishing moves, but there was only one for each guy. So once you stuck your knife down the Minotaur's throat, kind of lost its appeal. In fact, the only game I can think of that had halfway decent um, kills like that was uh, Dead to Rights, because they had four different disarms for every gun. But they were still annoying, and that game sucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think my real problem with this uh, this one is that the ranking doesn't really describe a very violent game. Yeah. Like, the, that whole paragraph I read doesn't really, like, oh, so you hit people with pipes? Actually, it's kind of exciting to be able to, be able to use what you, whatever you want in your environment. Harkens yeah. back to the days of Final Fight, where you pick up your pipe or your katana sword and go to town. You'd punch the road barrier and there'd be a turkey underneath. God! If that was real life. See, that's the problem. Video games are giving our youth... Um, an unfair worldview. They think they're just going to go out and knock over a trash can and there's going to be a hamburger or a pile of gold bricks inside. And Lord, I wish there were. But such is not the case. The final game is True Crime, New York City, which I remember came out, what, like two years ago? And they uh, they tried to hype this up. True Crime uh, Los Angeles. Oh, was it? This is a new one? Yeah, so they actually made another one. I didn't even hear about this. True Crime Los Angeles was awful. Yeah, well, I remember they tried to hype that up so hard. Yeah. The reviews were terrible. People well, they were tried saying, to make like, it seem like it was another Grand Theft Auto. And the combat was so bad. And I think there were freaking ghosts. Ghosts in the game? I swear. Like, I'm pretty sure uh, Bear played that game with one of his friends. And, uh, like, halfway through, you start fighting ghosts and zombies and crap. That's the one where you're, like, some half-Asian guy, right? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the one. Okay, glad I didn't play that. But anyway, so that's our uh, rundown of the top ten most violent games this uh, holiday season. You can avoid most of them just because they suck. The only two that are probably worth looking into, there are down the drawing. Fifty dollars for thirty minutes. Maybe next week. Not unless you're with a prostitute. Maybe we, next week we should make a list of our top ten least violent games. Yeah. Or like yeah, and I bet they'll all be good. But then we've only played good games, so we wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of non-violent games out there that suck too. Yeah. Barbie, Super Awesome Playhouse, <laughs> Dreamhouse. Dream car. That's your favorite Dream game. car house. You love it. I'm aware of it. <laughs> Alright, now what are we talking about? We're talking about Kino's Journey. Kinoe? Is that like the Eskimo pronunciation <laughs> or something? Joel, they prefer Inuit. <laughs> Kino's Journey. Kino's Journey is about a girl 
who we didn't actually know was a girl. And doesn't look like a girl. And doesn't really act like a girl. Traveling around with a talking motorcycle. But if you... What's the motorcycle's name? Mode Hermes. Well, I know, but like, what's it called? Motor Rad. Dude, that's pretty sweet. I wish I was a Motor Rad. I wish I was just Because then Rad... rad Yeah, Rad would be part of my name. (laughs) Sweet. So basically, you're supposed to discover by inference that this is a chick. Um... I guess not that it really matters, but it was sort of creepily androgynous. And the little inset that comes with the book has a conversation between Kino and Hermes, the motorcycle, which, by the way, talks much like Kit from Knight Rider. Except he doesn't have the sweet, like, yeah, light the that light. bounces back and forth. See, that's the thing. How do deaf people know the motorcycle's talking if they don't have any visual clues? Because it should... I mean, it's the same way you know the motorcycle's talking audibly, because... The camera flashes to the motorcycle, and then... Oh, no, it's not that out. red laser. Anyway, in in the <laughs> in the insert, it describes both of them as male, or at least says they both have male voices, so I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Well, the, Maybe she's a virgin. The char- I looked in the, the, um, the credits after we were done watching it, and the, the voice actor is a woman. Oh. Uh, I looked in the credits after we were done watching it, and the voice actor for Kino is a woman. Yeah, um, they were both of them, the English and the Japanese. Though the, I don't know, I, both. I did not like the dub voice of either Kino or the motorcycle. Yeah, the motorcycle especially sounded like a twelve-year-old boy with a ninety-year-old's voice. Like it was like, at the same time, incredibly youthful, but like ridiculously raspy. I guess I, I, I guess I just kind of let it go. I mean, I, I remember being irritated by it at first, but. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not distracting. And then I don't know, Kino was just so like deadpan. I guess maybe that was the point, but well, apparently it's a traumatizing life. Yeah, well, when your dad kills your your lumbotomized dad. <laughs> yeah. Is that how you say it? I thought... Spoilers. Oh yeah. Spoiler Spoilers warning. Long. Whatever. Lobotomy. Is it lobotomy or lobotomy? It's lobotomy. Lobotomy. So. Lobotomized. Yes. Poor Kino grew up in a town where. All 12-year-olds are lobotomized so they can be happy, hard-working adults, which I guess is good or something. In this show, there are no towns or countries, but every country has, like, 30 people in it. And it's actually a town. Yeah. But they're all surrounded by gates. Yeah. And I guess in this world, people travel around, but not as much as they used to, or Kino just likes going to places where, like... No one's been. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like a whole profession. I could definitely get down with like driving around, around on your motorbike, yeah. helping out human slave peddlers. That was the cool episode on yeah. this desk, mostly I... just because it had violence. <laughs> well, Joel, that fits in nicely with our previous segment. <laughs> well, not just because it's violence, but I think it it fulfilled the suggestion of violence that uh, the opening credits give you when they have Kino flashing a pistol, which he does in or she does in every episode. Yeah. Practicing the quick draw. Uh, not really sure why when you've got crazy knife that shoots bullets. But also functions as a knife. <laughs> yeah, just in case you need to stab someone then shoot them. That or would be amazing. <laughs> really put him down for the count. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. Sure came in handy with those slave traders. But though. I, the weird thing about Kino's journey is it's got this sort of overarching philosophical bent towards it's one uh, of these... kind of... Recently, a lot there's been a lot of um, 
like slice of life animes coming out of Japan, and I guess it's just riding that wave, or maybe it started it. Hero's Journey is kind of old, um, but like I don't know, it's good up until a point. The problem is like, first off, these philosophical insights are obviously made for a Japanese audience and not us, so they're lost on us immediately. Um, and second, they're still kind of hackneyed at that. So. Yeah, and the other, I think a. Uh... Part of what doesn't sit well with me is that it's just so um, vacant Overt. and individualistic. Like the the philosophical insights always are leaning towards the like rejection of other people and the falseness yeah. of like community. Don't help someone dying out in the winter because they could be a slave trader. Or really, you got to think about whether or not you're going to feed starving people with dead rabbits. Yeah, that's an important decision you have to make because you have to take the rabbit's life and is the Rabbit's life worth less than the person's? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Because it's, it's a, a freaking rabbit. rabbit. If you don't kill it, something else will. And if, and if you don't kill it, nothing else does. They overpopulate and overrun your entire country. It happened in Australia. <laughs> it's true. They ate all the vegetables. Australia was importing carrots forever. <laughs> and the carrots went to feed more rabbits. That's their food. But yeah, it's just, I mean... It seems like the show is really just sort of bland. So it's not offensive, but it's also not really good. Yeah, it's so hard to make an opinion of it. Like, I have no idea what to say about it. I, I guess, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say it's good just because I don't have an overwhelming negative reaction to yeah, it. Yeah, generally, like, if I don't absolutely hate an anime, it probably means it's got some sort of redeeming features to it because I hate most of them, so... I mean, I'll say this. I was never bored while I was watching it. That's true. It did keep my interest. Much better. I spent two hours last week watching Legend of Mystical Ninja. Big mistake there. <laughs> that was so boring. I should say I spent 25 minutes watching it and then another 100 minutes leaving it on. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird, because that was an awesome game. That was a great game! I'm going to fight all the kite ninjas. And that's what I'm talking about. Abstract violence. Yeah. Kino's, uh when it actually comes down to it, is not so, uh... There's not a lot of flowers and roses in the violence of, uh... It you is ridiculous. When he caps that first rabbit, it's ridiculous. Well, the second one, you have to watch its blood pour out for, like, a minute. At least it and doesn't half. do, like, a backflip. I gotta think that if you actually shot a rabbit without it knowing you were there in the head, it would just sort of fall over. Because the bullet wasn't, like, above it. There's nothing to say that it would, like... Throw it into some mad topspin. <laughs> yeah, also and when fit to make all of these scenes in slow motion. When Kino's uh, mentor gets ganked, too, also pretty brutal. Though retarded. Yeah. Because in order to save Kino from being stabbed by a knife from thirty yards away, he throws himself in front of it. It's like a speeding train or a bullet. <laughs> Couldn't you just like knock the guy in the back of the head and you know? He's wearing a backpack or a coat. Throw your coat over the guy. <laughs> Like, you just take it off, throw it in front of him, he runs into the coat and can't see to stab. Yeah, but these are the same characters uh, who broke up with each other because one liked music and one liked flowers, and their differences were irreconcilable. But I feel like, but then at the end, you see that their differences weren't irreconcilable. But they're still broken up. <laughs> yeah, I think they really broke up because the weird liquid machine that let them read each other's minds was there. How awesome would it be if you could do that, but, like, nobody else could? I don't think it would be very good. I also, love it. I don't think, like, I feel like the, the mental process where you constrain your thoughts 
blah, it's blah, so blah, quick. And I don't, I don't think people do it that often. Like, and especially in like a relationship like marriage, you don't, you barely ever do it. And it's like the other person can't tell. They spend all their time around you. I've tried it with Kathy. She knows. What? When you're not telling her the truth? Yes. It's like, it's like are you angry? No. Yes, you are. And she's right. I am angry. <laughs> Maybe I just don't date perceptive girls. But I, I'm not very, I don't know. I don't lie to girls. The problem is the truth I tell them is not the truth girls want to hear. <laughs> so you don't lie to them. You just sort of. I'm very blunt. It's just. It still doesn't really work out for them, because... Yes, there are kind ways to tell the truth. We can all say that. <laughs> I guess so, but I'm not one of those guys. I'm all about upfront and personal, and if you're stupid, get out of here. <laughs> but preferably after we have sex. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why don't we close this out? Kino's Journey. Not that great, but not that bad either. Maybe even worth watching. I think we can give this a recommendation. I think that... If ADV has another sale where I can get more volumes for $6, I will buy it. Yeah, definitely. 